Hello, and welcome to the Lavender Menace podcast. I think it's my turn to say hello. You just, you just, I just edited, edited and, and listened to this. So yeah, you have a better idea. You know, whatever. We're going to go with it. So <laughs> basically, I'm your host, Sunny, of course. And to, here's Renaissance. They're sick, by the way. I am. Uh, hi, everyone. <laughs> I know. Hi, sick. So- <clears throat> I'm Sunny. Yeah. Hi. I'm- <laughs> All of those jokes about being sick and twisted. Right. Lagula happens. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Be careful with the power of man. Karma is my boyfriend. Karma is. <laughs> no, dead ass. Please. Everyone, worry not. It is not COVID. Yeah. Never thought it was, but also got tested. And it's not. It's something more evil. Congestion. Something devious. But. For the sound situation. But, you know, we live and yeah. we move. But, you know, let's just, let's get into our hot takes because we have a lot to go through today because I, on the podcast Instagram account, have polled you guys and been like, so which SZA album do you think, do you prefer, Control or SOS? And, you know, people, I think the majority of people said Control. Basically, mm. we're going to see whether your opinion is correct or not based off of our <laughs> rankings today. No, and we're we're coming at this from well, we're coming to you as a woman. No, I'm kidding. Mm, right, but we're, we're, to, we're giving you a grade. We're, it's an assignment. Yeah, we're putting on a she/her pronoun usage forward <laughs> for this episode. Uh-huh. And but we're coming to this from like two different perspectives because you're like a SZA streamer. Like mm-hmm. SZA is one of your girls, yeah. and I respect her. And like I, this was this is. In prep for this episode, it was the most that I've ever listened to SZA, and we'll talk. I'll, I'll talk more about her music. I really enjoy it. But this was also my first time listening to Control, which is wild and a little embarrassing to admit. But I also really enjoy it. So, yeah, we'll get into it. Because as y'all may know, I'm more of the R&B girl of the two of us. And well, I listen to a lot of R&B, but you listen to a lot of, like, mainstream R&B, I would say. Mine is all the shit that's, like, less than a million streams. I, 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 I'm starting this by saying that if you're... Uh, TLDR, if you are a SZA fan or you're not a SZA fan... You can equally listen and enjoy this episode and our discussion of the albums, I think. Yeah, because I would say, because my top artist from last year, according to my Spotify wrapped, was number one, Taylor Swift, number two, Lord, number three, Lana Del Rey, and number four, SZA. So she's like really up there in terms of the people that I listen to. And mm-hmm. I think it's, you know really indicative of like a lot of like mental illness right and and a bit concerning because my number five fiona apple like i'm a caricature of a woman you know what i mean like if you think of like a girl that's me like (laughs) i'm a caricature of a woman no seriously Anyways, uh, basically, that's the deal. That's what we're doing today. So, but before we get into our opinions, because we are ranking both every track 
on the albums. 44 on songs. Control Deluxe plus SOS. We're going to do that. But before that, of course, we have to do y'all's hot takes that you submitted to us. And uh, the first hot take is from Nella. And she said, hey there, love your show. I can't believe it took me this long to find. Here's a hot take. I don't get the top bottom distinction in recent lesbian culture. Maybe I'm just an elder gay. So that's why this seems weird to me. But I've never felt that there was a top or bottom when I'm having sex with women and in my relationships with women. I feel like this distinction is arising from the fact that sex is still seen as something one person does to another person. In my opinion, sex is something two people do together, like a conversation or playing together, if that makes sense. Why would there be a top or bottom? Not to mention that then all these personality traits will get assigned to tops and bottoms, which are so arbitrary. I don't hate on people who use top and bottom labels, but it does seem like there's pressure to fall into these categories. And the switch label still implies that in any given sexual encounter, there are still these roles and that you are one way or the other. Wondering what y'all's take on this is. Kindly, Nella. Thank you for this hot take. You know, it's so good to see that we have sex havers in our (laughs) listening audience. Yeah. It's an important demographic that we're really trying to tap into because those numbers have been low. No, that's actually not true because, you know, there's a lot of a lot of cuffed oh, up the girlfriend. girlfriend people in our, in our inbox. <laughs> anyway, uh, basically, yeah. So what what do you think, Renaissance? Well, I think sometimes people copy and paste bisexual discourse and then just replace it with the word switch and then think of like a new oppression to talk about for that week online Hmm, um right which i've seen switch oppression yeah switch well switch erasure really switch erasure um switchers with boyfriends are valid but (laughs) (laughs) right um no i i kid i kid i think Hmm. I well I don't think that being a top or a bottom takes away from the fact that sex is something that two people do together because I think like stone butches being stone butches doesn't mean that they're doing sex to a bottom or to like a pillow princess or something like that i still think that's something that's done between two people mm-hmm. i think things like personality traits being arbitrarily assigned to top or bottom sometimes it's funny sometimes it's like kind of like pop astrology i guess where it's like mm-hmm. okay sure you're just saying shit to say shit mm-hmm. i feel i feel like just top and just bottom like, if that's the only two identities, whatever, who cares? I think, like, Stone Butch, Pillow Princess, High Femme, those are more interesting to me. I don't know. What What, what are your thoughts? Well, I think it's true in that it's not that people have to fit into any of these specific labels because categorically no one has to 
Like, it's not, like, a thing that, like, you well, yeah, it's have not to assign at to the, yourself. At the lesbian sex bouncer at the door, you have to show <laughs> right. your car that you says have to show your car before you walk in. So I understand yeah. that where Nella's sort of, like, frustration could be coming, or, like, confusion could be coming from, mm-hmm. where, like, I don't get it, because, and I, but I also don't think it's recent, and you, you mentioned the word stone top, or... Mm-hmm. like stone butch and that is something that like has been a thing for at like at least a hundred years if we're looking at what has been recorded in terms exactly. of what is a way that people have sex if we're just talking about sexual dynamics in terms of like topping and bottoming and of course stone butch identity is its own complex thing and like you should read what does gertrude stein have to say about top bottom discourse (laughs) (laughs) right well you know i you know you should read stone butch blues it's for free online and that is you know something that anyone who need wants to know anything about queer history in any regard needs to read period ever and I think that it's also articulated as something that, like, because butchness and feminists are parts of your identity in this holistic manner that encompass your sexuality and also how you have sex, so, you know, bottom or top identities or positions, then, or, like, roles, then that is a part of it, but I think, like identifying as a top or bottom or describing yourself as such because that that is the role that you feel you play in sex or that is the position that you end up taking in sexual dynamics and that is what you're comfortable in and that's what you want to be like that's kind of why those words exist because for certain people and for a fair amount of people, at least that I've encountered, who are lesbians, there is a distinction between being a bottom and a top sexually because even though it's always reciprocal, there is someone who like either does the penetrating and does or doesn't want to be penetrated and doesn't want to be penetrated or someone Mm -hmm. who like doesn't want to be touched and someone who is okay with being touched like there that dynamic of like the touch me nots is another I guess like colloquial term for Mm -hmm. stone tops currently like that is you know like that itself is a sexual role that has to do with the top bottom dynamic and it's sort of integral to the way that you have sex if that is something that is a boundary for you and I think like that's why top and bottom almost feels like were to describe preference like your sexual preferences in Mm -hmm. the way that you, you know, want to and desire sex, like having sex, but stone top or stone butch or high femme or stone femme identity are things that are oftentimes about like sexual boundaries and trauma Mm. and gender identity in a way that is about like not being comfortable with having certain things being done to you or having to do certain things which can fall into which like 
it necessitates be, being a top or bottom, like, quote in quotation marks, essentially. Whereas yeah. I think for other people, it's just, like, it's Their something preference. that's... Yeah, and it's and it's sort of like playful, which is why it sort of gets assigned to you know these random like, arbit- these these like you're a bottom if you hold your coffee this way, right? <laughs> I also feel like it has to do with the fact that if you think of top and bottom as words that describe like like if that emerges from like the gay male community, it's like someone who mm-hmm. does the penetrating and someone get who gets penetrated. Like, Mm -hmm. that's also something that you can apply to this lesbian community, like, in terms of terminology, if you're talking about just the logistics of it. But it also sort of gets, and it also sort of means a level of, like, dominance or submission is involved in these terms as well, which kind of, you know, like, it makes sense and it, like, comes with it, I guess. But I think on, like, a very basic level, I think that's just what people mean or that's what what people kind of should mean. But I feel like because one of the, you know, and this kind of goes back to a lot of the lesbian feminist discourses around sex that were happening in the late 20th century and, you know, still happen in the 21st century about what it even means to have lesbian sex, what it even looks like, and, like, how it is supposed to be done. Like, there's so Mm -hmm. many ways that people conceive of it as lesbians that it's not even necessarily that there's, like, a right or wrong way. I just don't think that any one experience is necessarily universal, but I do think that different experiences have historical, like, groundings and identities attached to them. And there's also political rhetoric necessarily attached to and political uh, like realities and and histories attached to like certain identities as well. But yeah, I mean, I think like Nella talking about how like maybe I'm just an elder gay. So that's why this seems weird to me. But I've never felt like there was a top or bottom when I'm having sex I want to know how old... Yeah, is like like what do you mean like by elder gay do you mean like a millennial or do you mean like an actual elder gay because like i feel like if you're i don't know i feel like if you're the futch lesbian type it makes sense you know whatever like no like that's what i was thinking like there's something very lesbian about (laughs) this email and also i think these words are part of the language just to like a shorthand or a way to distill what does sex look like to you and what does it mean for you to ha- like Engage so that you can find sex, people right. who are compatible are, it's about yeah who are compatible yeah. because like sex with a different person or different people regardless of if you're a top or a bottom is gonna look and be different sex think of it as an improv stage you know sex the greatest improv (laughs) (laughs) so like it's always going to look different but if you're someone who is a bottom and knows that you're a bottom or whether or not you're a bottom because that is your preference of what you like to do or you're a stone femme or a high femme and you want to have sex it is probably nice to have language to describe that so that you 
don't accidentally try to have sex with another bottom or another like femme and then you're just two people laying there (laughs) or you're both uh, stone butches or both like touch me not it's kind of crucial to have language in specific situations mm -hmm. if and when like you Mm -hmm. have specific sexual preferences and needs you know but for you nella if it's irrelevant then it's totally irrelevant you know exactly if you're someone who is like it's not necessary to fall into the cat like i don't think it's as much as a binary in terms of like everyone either has to be oh a yeah top for or sure a bottom and then yeah like a no switch. like mm-hmm. it's not necessary but for the people who already either have that preference or have that identity or that's how they like to have sex to have language to describe that is very useful and then if you're someone who's a switch or having sex just means having sex or doing whatever <laughs> the world is your oyster you know what i mean right like i mean that's that's great must be must be great for you i mean i hope because it's it's hard in a world where no one understands what words mean to even use words to identify yourself because of the ways that people will assign arbitrary traits to like being a bottom or being a top it's like it this it this is not a personality trait in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways this is like when we fuck, what do we do? Like, <laughs> when what, we have what, sex, who is doing what? Like, exactly. be, that's not, this is not. What we do in the cannot, dark, and it's, are you a top or a bottom? This cannot that, like, be that how much, this, what we do in the dark is actually a lesbian literary fiction novel. I might have recommended it on the podcast, Oh, right? I've read, read it. it. <laughs> I was thinking of what we do in the shadows. I don't and, know what you're talking anyways. about. Regardless, it's a gay show that I'm not watching. But anyways, what I was going to say is like, I mean, of course it can it can manifest in your personality and whatnot, right? Like mm-hmm. especially in among like gay men and stuff, there's constant gags about like what it means to like be a bottom or like to be a top. Mm-hmm. Like I just think that because lesbians have the whole like radical lesbian feminist history mm-hmm. attack and on all of those millions of discourses and a day like Today. from the from 1970 to now every day like because all of that has been attached to it in such a way it mm. like it's just it's not the same but i think people want it to be the same and they don't really kind of they don't really get it which is also why i mean there's also been a divide among the butch femme top bottom sex havers and the like androgynous not like not non-role-playing mm-hmm. like that's what they called it lesbians in the feminist movement and in the lesbian community for decades like that has been that was an ongoing beef of like mm-hmm. there is a correct and non-oppressive way to have sex and this whole topping and bottoming thing, this whole penetrative sex thing, this whole strap thing is not it. That's not, that's not like, yeah, yeah, it's like phallocentric or whatever. That was, the, yeah. this was part of lesbian feminist discourses. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, and I know this because in The Persistent Desire, edited by Joan Nessel, which is a collection of like, like more than a hundred different 
essays and poems and 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 like interviews of butchers and femmes from all across the 20th century around the world like people talk about being in lesbian feminist communities and spaces and the sharp divide among what seemed to be the majority of lesbians who believed in having sex in a certain way which negated mm-hmm. butch femme dynamics top bottom dynamics and like w- viewed that as like oppressive or anti-feminist and like that being sort of a difficult moment and contention of identity like that is something that came up quite often so I think like the remnants of that live on for sure and I think like we've talked we've also talked about I think we had like an episode where someone sent in that screenshot of like a TikTok about like bottom oppression or whatever oh remember that that was so fucking funny they they were like if uh, hating bottoms is like a form of misogyny or something <laughs> like that was essentially the the thesis of the tiktok if it can have such a thing i get well, i, I get opposing top and bottom roles if this is what you see if if that's the discourse that's emerging from it then like yeah also because i remember seeing this viral tweet from x oomph r.i.p assigned book nook once again but because mm-hmm. they had a tweet that was like i saw on tinder this girl who said pillow princess for pillow princess like looking for pillow princess what do you, what does that mean what are you doing? Are you both asexual? Like what? You sit there and braid each other's hair. Yeah, like literally. Uh, like, pillow princess for pillow princess. That's me ordering two tickets for the Barbie movie. Like, <laughs> like, but you can fuck after the Barbie movie. No one's fucking if there's two pillow princesses. Be serious. Oh my god. It, well, okay, but also again, like you just said, a symptom of living in a time where no one knows what words mean. Word exactly. words. But okay. Speaking of, this is another point that I wanted to bring up, people not knowing what words mean, is straight girls and heterosexuals describing their sex as topping and bottoming. Yeah, or to like pillow princessing or whatever. And I, uh, no. <laughs> my, no red heart emoji is my response to that. And to be honest, I don't care what other people have to say about me saying no to that well it's just dumb like why is this even happening this is why i think you know i think they think like being on top is like like physically physically being on top is topping or like being more aggressive or having more dominance in any given situation is topping girl be (laughs) sick i'm i'm laughing i'm laughing as fuck like what (laughs) (laughs) laughing as fuck no yeah i remember well okay another reason why i know this is because i remember one of my friends maybe our freshman year of college sent a picture into the group chat and it was these it was a whiteboard tally question on a girl's dorm saying like are you a top or bottom but like for the whole hall to answer which was obviously majority straight people and like i think it had like anyways and then i think my friend like like just with a marker on the board wrote like like this is this is gay people terms and then then basically saying like no it's not it's just like what like yeah i I remember there being like a small irl discourse about like straight girls using top or bottom language 
And then, like, them being in the group chat and being like, is this weird? Because, mind you, we were 18 at the time. But, like, yeah. We need to be so serious. Because the only reason why these terms exist is because gay sex is happening. Like, be serious. Oh, my God. Gay sex is happening. (sighs) It's happening right now. Somewhere. 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 Right. (sighs) Anyways, you know, congrats on having gay sex, Nella. Yeah. Next, but also imagine being like a bisexual switch, a bisexual switch, and still not getting laid. Now that (laughs) some people don't have to imagine. So our next email is from unidentified podcasts listener. Hi, Sunny and Renaissance. For starters, I'd like to mention that your podcast is wonderful. It's my favorite notification to see on my phone. Thanks for being entertaining, funny, and very correct. Lol. Thank you. And you're welcome. (laughs) Uh, Here's my possibly hot take. I find it upsetting when people say, quote, flowers and sunsets look different, but are both beautiful. Or when anyone tries to assure people that they're beautiful no matter what, because apparently, quote, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. My value has absolutely nothing to do with how I look. Like, God forbid I not be pretty or love myself because I'm beautiful no matter what. So what if I'm not beautiful? Would it be so terrible? Why would it be so wrong? When people say things like this, we, as in a general we, are still subjecting ourselves to beauty, even if it's supposedly a more inclusive version. Subjecting ourselves to beauty, specifically in the context of women, and especially women of color, is a part of oppression. Additionally, changing the standard of beauty to make it more inclusive is antithetical to the idea of beauty in the first place. Although it's definitely a step in the right direction, the focus should really be to detach any value from the concept of beauty in the first place. If y'all decide to choose this email for the podcast, I'm excited to hear both of your thoughts and observations. Wishing you both a wonderful week, unidentified podcast listener. Well, thank you. This is lovely. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I think the beauty standard, the beauty standard, you know, mm-hmm. caps TM is it's obviously oppressive and bullshit and like a result of fundamentally like misogyny. It's like not something that can be reformed. It's not something that can you can, that you can be like, we can make it better and more inclusive because fundamentally mm-hmm. it exists in order to make people feel bad about themselves in order for them to buy things to make them feel better about themselves or to make them be treated better in the world because people are treated poorly for the way they look due to the nature of how patriarchy works. Like it's an imposition mm-hmm. of the objectification of every single woman and every living being into something that can be, well, objectified, that can be turned into something pretty to look at, or that is a walking, Mm -hmm. living, breathing, like, thing to be gauged by how sexually attractive it is. So it's fundamentally non-reformable. It's not something you can be like, you can you can hype yourself out of but at the same time Mm -hmm. like you kind of you have to be able to live in reality and and just live and like be a person and part of that is being able to like feel okay (laughs) in like going outside and and in the way that you look I just think that it is 
it's really sad and harmful and uh, and terrible and tragic, obviously, that there's like billion dollar industries, plural, that exist in order for people to feel better about themselves so that they can like engage with the world in a particular way because Mm -hmm. of the way that it is set up. Yeah, I, there was, I mean, it's been a while since I've referenced a TikTok and to be fair, I watched it so long ago that I don't remember who made it or how I would be able to find it again, but of (laughs) no literally that's gross i'm i'm so hashtag finally clean right me and my tiktok addiction for real and i don't even think i watched on tiktok i think it was uploaded to twitter regardless it was um a black woman who literally was explaining how you can't make beauty or beautiful like inclusive because even if you widen the circle of who is considered beautiful the concept of self is exclusive. There are o- like, uh-huh. there are always going to have to be people who are considered not beautiful in order for beautiful to exist in, uh-huh. like, the political like in the way that people are treated. Not like in like you can't fucking call a sunset or flower beautiful, but it's like that's obviously not what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And I think, and human bodies in- are politicized, and human faces and looks mm-hmm. and the actual like material Features. presence of like a, a human body and face is much has so many political implications exactly and reduce like even we're comparing not fucking it, talking about a still life or like a fucking landscape right like, comparing it we're to talking about any object and the way that we view object or the beauty of objects or the beauty of art is also in some ways, a non-engagement of the reality of what we are discussing because of the nature of the politics of beauty. Um, And like feminists have written hundreds of books about the way Mm -hmm. that beauty interacts with how women exist in the world, like, and how it has totally warped every element of our social interactions. And it's you know yeah it's fundamentally an oppressive like entity but of course it rules people's fucking lives at the same time like I, like i think for me for beauty as a concept or as a thing uh, to judge other people or to judge oneself with to not be something like serious to not to not taking mm-hmm. it seriously is very important because it's not a rigid like you can't treat it as a rigid standard of desirability and an objective universal truth because that's not how it functions it can't function like that because if it did function like that a lot of things would not work the way that it does if there was one objective standard of beauty and the one way everyone could look then everyone like, well, okay, we know that to be true, for example, about, like, bodies and the way that people think that there is one, like, there is one beauty standard for the body and that is mm-hmm. as small as possible without being scary, <laughs> like, and ha- yeah. some sort of muscle involved. And so everyone, all the fucking time, if they have the capacity to, is working towards that, putting in money time and energy into that like 
that's just true. You know what I mean? Like, if there is an objective standard that is to be reached, the people who realize the standard have the physical capability to reach it and care about it, chase it and chase it hard. So, but the same is not true. Gym, Instagram, story posts. Like, the same is not true for just the way that, like, your face looks or your hair looks. Otherwise, everyone would have the same fucking haircut and, like, everyone would try to get plastic mm-hmm. surgery to get the same face. But, of course, that is something that has been talked about because there was that Gia Tolentina piece in the New, York- New Yorker, like, five years ago called the Instagram face. Like, there are... there, But the thing is, is that that was five years ago because now no one has that face anymore. No one wants to have that face anymore because there are new faces of beauty every fucking day like there's a new cycle and trend of a a desirable body desirable look a desirable face at, at any given point in time so it is arbitrary but so powerful and in that way for me personally in understanding this to be true I think, okay, this is all stupid. So I'm going to call whoever the fuck I want to call ugly. And I'm going to call whoever the fuck I want to call pretty. Like, but also not in a way to reify any existing power structures that be. Mm -hmm. Because obviously, like, I think the way that, you know, people use what they know to be true about their own appearance or other people's appearances to be cruel with the power that they know they have is... like is genuinely harmful but it's at the same time so fucking silly that's why the the uh, the looks off the appearance offs that like happen on twitter when people are arguing about their opinions and and they're like this you and it's like someone's profile picture it's like oh my god i can never get behind even if they're serious well also because people did that okay not to take it there but people did that with like donald trump during his campaign right Mm -hmm. and being like He's so ugly, he's so ugly, he's so ugly. Listen, the main issue with Donald Trump is not whether or not he's ugly, and his physical appearance does not make him any smarter or dumber. Like, he is literally, like, a 70-year-old man. Of course he's fucking ugly. Like, please be serious. Like, I think he's ugly, yes, but, like, for for other reasons rather than trying to uphold beauty ugly standards and i the people that i like to me are beautiful and the people who i think are rotted on the inside are ugly (laughs) regardless of their physical attributes like to me personally is how i've also dealt with this because it's it's stupid it is always stupid. It always has been stupid. I think people who treat, who seriously, and like, I've seen it, not in my own life, but have seen like, it play out. People right. who don't talk to ugly people on the base, because they find them ugly, like in a very mm-hmm. rigid way. Mm-hmm. People who treat people who they perceive ugly poorly, like, you are fucked up for that. Like, you're weird. You're so weird. Like, you're that is really, not something that I think about, to be honest. I, because why I would I? Don't. What does this gain? What does this give me? <laughs> and also, how, like, how how is this informing you about who that person is? Like, I just don't understand valuing like these non-informant 
traits of people if yeah. that makes sense well, like, and, like, but i also feel like one of the things one of the other things is that specifically as a lesbians and b mm-hmm. feminists and c like <laughs> but like being being like femme for butch so much of the world is not attractive is not sexually attractive or available to me at all I, and okay, I think that part that for men because they view every woman as like a potential like sexual object uh, an option that also reifies and or that also like reshapes informs and like just structures and just supports the what you know and this is again why it's all tied to misogyny everything's tied to misogyny of course but this is why this whole Mm -hmm. the beauty standard specifically is all about the destruction of womankind because like that's what it all fucking comes down to and but at the same time you guys like Like, we are all disposable in their eyes but to me because every woman that walks past me is a not really my competition to be honest mm-hmm. like we're not we can, we're not competing for male attention and we're also not competing for mm-hmm. like lesbians attention we're most not like 99 times out of a hundred we're not we we're not even in the same fucking wheelhouse you know what i mean and i feel yeah. like for a lot of other women for a lot of women in the world that's just is not their reality and truth and that is something that is really like, even as, a, like, a little girl, even as, like, a girl growing up, like, that knowing, understanding that that reality and seeing it play out was always mind-boggling because it was, like, so much of how people interact with each other being based off of, like, do I find you desirable? Do I find you attractive? Would I fuck you? And that, like, that being the operational status by which you, like, move through your world, I mean crazy but whatever yeah because like as you were saying i was like well because the people that i like the world is not like like i love a fat butch like hashtag fat butch monday fantastic hashtag for the culture and for society but (laughs) under patriarchy and the larger world like fat butchers are not necessarily at the top of the beauty standard yeah in the way that for lesbians you know like in certain you know like so it's like i definitely think that being a lesbian being femme for butch i I, well i'll just speak for myself like my relationship to how i see beauty is obviously very different from the patriarchal standard and the ideas of beauty that probably the majority of the world are operating under like baseline every woman is beautiful all men are ugly like i like Mm -hmm. men to me are npcs that are walking this world Mm -hmm. i don't i don't consider like they're not even on my radar of like a person to me looks like how they look Mm -hmm. they are the version of themselves that they are like that like each individual individual body is an individual body i think the idea of beauty or these standards has to come from compare like comparing you are thinner than this other person your nose is smaller than this other person your lips are bigger than this other person's and it's all in relativity to comparing all of these different people and to me i feel beautiful or don't feel beautiful 
in comparison to myself like when my makeup comes out really good and i'm like okay slay because that's effort that i put into something that i think looks cool that my natural face doesn't look like but i'm also when i look at other people i'm not like you are uglier than her like to me that doesn't make sense they're like they're different people like Mm -hmm. beauty always has to come from going or chasing something that is outside of your own body mm-hmm. like I, you know yeah. and treating other people poorly or being nicer to other people on the basis of them being quote-unquote prettier or uglier than other people that you probably do not know you do not know this person like mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. that that is wild which yeah part of that not to fucking reference my philosophy class that I took last quarter about, like, Rousseau and his whole thing about, like, amour propre and amour de soi-même. And amour propre is all about human relativity. Like, you're literally comparing in your relationship to other people as, like, whatever, jealousy and everything. And it's like, yeah, when you are looking to rank yourself in comparison to other people, whether stronger weaker faster smarter whatever outside of yourself you're always going to fall short and Mm -hmm. also the people that you see yourself as above you're like not going to treat with as much respect Mm -hmm. and i think that that's just like very dangerous when you're not aware of it Mm -hmm. yeah no it's that's just true but and it's also in a lot of ways like it's human nature to think of yourself as competition and in comparison to others even if you're trying to unlearn or trying to understand like the oppressive nature of beauty and the way that you are oppressed by it like because you are oppressed by it like you also exist in that reality and that mindset and you can enact it upon others and i think kimberly from for harriet talks about this in a lot of her videos where she'll be like you know a lot of women will be a lot of women who look like me and are about at the same level of attractiveness as me will come at me and be like you're ugly you're ugly you're ugly but it's like baby we are in the same fucking wheelhouse we both have similar features like and for her like it's specifically as Mm -hmm. black women like we look a certain type of way and that is just the reality of the situation objectively we're in the same wheelhouse you're not you think you are a little bit higher than me on the beauty scale so you think you can call me ugly in this way I mean, sure, but, like, you really don't gain that much from that. And mm-hmm. also, you're kind of being a little delusional, in at least, to, to do this. And I feel like there is also... I remember watching that video. Yeah. That, it was a good one. There, I, I was talking to my my friend who is also femme for Butch. She was talking about how she was following this other femme lesbian. But these two femme lesbians, by the way, both cuffed up like both have butch girlfriends boyfriends Mm -hmm. like it's you know it's there's no there 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 isn't any romantic competition here like there can't there can't be there's no Mm -hmm. in in reality there's nothing happening but we were talking and my friend they were like 
yeah, I had to unfollow her because she's so pretty that it made me really insecure and it would get, make me genuinely upset or like it would like I would sort of I would like be triggered or like activated whenever I saw her like her selfies on the timeline. I was like, I mean, that's fair enough because the other person, she's like a model like she was she like modeled, you know, and and, you know, but my friend, she like I, I think she's really pretty, of course. The fact that like they were telling me how, you know, and they are just generally talking about how they feel insecure about their appearance in general is just like, it's very much like, wow, this is a crushing reality for like people who are affected by misogyny in this world because there's really no escaping it. There, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't escape the gaze of the world when you close your eyes. Like, there's all, you know, Margaret, At- that Margaret Atwood quote that's like, there's always a man inside mm-hmm. your head watching you watch yourself. Like, when you are alone, like, it's, it's, yeah. it's very true. And that is the operational status for how beauty works, I think. In a lot of ways, I mean... In response to the email of would it be so, so... So what if I'm not beautiful? Would it be so terrible? And why would it be so wrong? I don't think so. The only thing is is that this affects the way that people are treated yeah. in their yeah. material reality. It's not about how you feel feel right unfortunately and that's like, what they want to sell you can you. be they want to sell exactly. you on the basis of you will feel better and thus buy this thing so you can feel well, better all of these like microplastic surgeries or whatever of or the, like ear elongation or like shortening of the ear like what plastic surgery on ears it happened it targeted towards like older women i think also aging and the mm-hmm. way that women age and anti-aging Mm-hmm. that is fucked up and crazy because yeah. beauty also has this equation to youth mm-hmm. and body like even someone who is considered beautiful or is beautiful when they're young and then begins to age and is like pushed out of society is a crazy phenomenon which is also like why beauty is not re- like you can go in and out of being beautiful mm-hmm. which is wild but at the same time, it is not about, like, you can be perfectly content with the way that you look or have no feeling about the way that you look, not love it, not hate it, whatever. It's just you and your body. And then you go out into the world and you have to interact with other people and the way that you look informs how other people act and also how you interact with advertising, like you said, and the selling, like, you will be confronted with insecurities that you may not even have or may not have even considered because you will see an advertisement that is saying we are the solution to this insecurity that we know that you have, even if you haven't fucking thought of it. And it's like that is the insidious part, I think, of Mm -hmm. the beauty industry Mm -hmm. is this kind of messaging that is like, well, we all know that all women hate this. Do we? And it's like most women aren't even thinking about that. Most women are not thinking that you are now putting this idea you're now putting this insecurity and generalizing it as Mm -hmm. i never thought of that before yeah i guess my earlobes are a little bit long Mm -hmm. maybe i should save up for this surgery that makes them short i mean this was the thing that i was just about to say is that like i remember observing this when i was literally like maybe 16 or 17 to my like high school boyfriend like 
being like, whenever I go outside, I, I, and I was telling him, and he like could, wouldn't believe me. Nice guy, like whatever. But he, he, I was like, I was like, when I go out and I have like makeup on, people treat me better than when I go out and interact with the world when I don't. This is just something that I have Mm -hmm. noticed. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, wow. I mean, I don't really think about that. And I'm like, yeah, because this is all implicit. Like, this is all, this is all things that I have noticed because I have lived in this body and experienced this for years. I Mm -hmm. know that people look and interact with, look at and interact with me in a specific way when I present myself in specific ways. Because, I mean, that's true for anything, but specifically when it comes to, like, beautifying myself there are ways that you know you can to to interact with the world and that makes it easier safer and better for Mm -hmm. you if you can and and if that's a possibility that's like accessible to you so the fact that this is like a known truth is also why the inclusive nature of like oh everyone is beautiful is doesn't really make sense Because, but also, like, I think one of the reasons, even with pre-existing beauty standards or with the expanded beauty standards, like, people will Mm -hmm. still, like, okay, I think Barbie Ferreira was on a recent cover of Vogue Brazil and gorgeous, like, photos, Mm -hmm. the editorial was stunning. But, of course, there are people in the replies being, like, fat, fat, you're fat, like, of course, which is, like... I think indicative of the way that even as like now someone who isn't a size zero to four can be on the cover of a magazine, like A, they're already gorgeous as a person. Mm -hmm. They have to be. And B, people still like fucking hate that. Even if the people yelling yelling about how much they hate the way that she looks do not fit the beauty standard themselves whether that be in body size or just appearances like you can be objectively based objectively quote unquote if we're speaking about the beauty standard trademark like half as attractive as barbie ferreira but call her ugly for being fat and feel self-righteous and justified in that because of the way that beauty standards operate, even though you, once again, are not anywhere near as pretty as her. And you might and you might even weigh the same as her. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things that beauty is one of those things that both emboldens and crushes everyone in such a particular way that is like, so like and the burden of it is also always on like women in a a lot of ways Mm -hmm. like like women have to think about this way more and like intellectualize this experience because we experience it in a way that like men sort Mm -hmm. of just implicitly just impose this and understand this to be true but don't really have to think about it and I, i mean that's true for a lot of things but that's something that when you talk about you know body positivity versus body neutrality or like expanding versus you know eradicating understandings of who and what is considered beautiful this is all things these are all things that like people people who are affected by misogyny are talking about because and have to consider in a meaningful way because the quote-unquote ugly men like they're just incels like they just like they just have a lot of Mm -hmm. hatred for 
women. They like kill people. You know what I mean? Like they don't think yeah. about the. They don't have to think about these things. They don't have to contend with these realities. They don't even externalize it in a way of like calling some model fat. Like they are just violent, and you know a lot of men are violent, but. Anyway, that's 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 also something because like there's a lot of there's plenty of women who don't fit the beauty standard in the world. Pl- plenty, plenty of women who feel unattractive exist in the world, feeling, knowing, and thinking that people find them unattractive, but mm-hmm. at the same time, and like feel undesirable. But at the same time, like every man who feels undesirable thinks that every woman who thinks no woman can experience that when that is so many women's experience and it yeah. like that's also something that like blows my mind but you know there's no limit to the dehumanization of women in the minds of men whatever <laughs> and ain't that the fucking truth now with that being said shall we talk about scissors <laughs> right. two albums right i've been i've Maybe the answer is Kill Bill. See, for solution, see Kill Bill. I've been working on my body. I got work on my body. Ain't feel, don't feel no guilt about it. What did she say? I don't know her lyrics like that, unfortunately, at this point. But she does have pen, though, which we can talk about. Oh, yeah. I don't like nobody. I don't feel guilty about it. I just got my body done and got no guilt about it. Speaking of beauty standards. <laughs> oh wait actually before i can't believe i didn't bring this up recently on my twitter which is now private but you can request at sweet renaissance someone was talking about how uh like the rib removal look but without actual rib removal oh to yeah have like yeah, an yeah, hourglass yeah, I saw that. shape mm-hmm. and was fighting and granted turns out that the person that was saying you know that's fucked up to want because okay thing is there was this tweet that was advertising something that was still a surgery that could give you the hourglass shape look but did not uh remove ribs but instead broke it in four places and it was a very sketchy thing that's so and this mm. yes and this woman who i believe is a trans woman which is important to the context of the dynamic quote retweeted it was saying i need this more than water and of course there were people who heavily agreed and there were people who heavily criticized saying that you need this more than water one of them the trans woman decided to respond to was a radical feminist but was not a turf and tweeted about not being a turf but was still a radical feminist and so this whole thing was that TERFs are trying to control trans women's bodies by critiquing when they say that they need this more than water, this being a surgery to make your waist smaller. And so I was like, crazy. Not about the interaction, but about the surgery. And, but that's still so popular that, like, I think also part of like choice feminism is that. You know, I, I'm I am not being objectified. I'm uh, these beauty standards are not being imposed on me. This is naturally my instinct of how I want to look and how I want to view myself. And I think that that is also a sort of delusion. I want to have no pubic hair. I want to have no armpit hair. I want to have no 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 body hair at all. I want my waist to be 
x times smaller than my bust and hips i want my nose to be small and petite like these things not being seen as the product of misogyny and patriarchy and the imposition of a beauty standard and because you are looking for a certain type of validation you are like actively chasing to be treated and seen in a certain type of way also forces women to participate in like uh, like not putting on makeup because you know that you will be treated better in this situation that you're going to so it's like okay i'm going to put on makeup because this is how the world works versus i'm putting on makeup every time i step outside of my house because i want to and you genuinely see that as like a feminist action like i think that those are separate things but anyways i just wanted to bring that up because that was recent on my twitter Mm -hmm. very applicable yeah okay so now it's time to rank all of SZA's songs from her last two album releases and you know as usual with our album reviews and rankings or with her you know artist rankings we're going from bottom to top tops and bottoms and Mm -hmm. the you know lowest ranking to highest ranking songs so i'm excited also opinions subject to change oh at least for me yeah as always heavy yeah for you probably more so but i've been curating this playlist this ranking over the past like month maybe so i mean i I haven't changed it that much but it's it's existed so Mm -hmm. my bottom tier song at the very moment which is still like i still like it you know uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) is pretty little bird featuring isaiah rashad that one's also towards the bottom not the very bottom mine is open arms featuring travis scott sorry is that controversial i also i don't know what uh like in fandom wise i don't know what's considered her best songs i know it's popular i don't but you so don't know nice. what's her interesting like like i don't like in in general public discourse like mm-hmm. uh, like yeah interesting i i really enjoy open arms it's in my second it's in my bottom half though so it's interesting that it's your mm-hmm. last song because i i really it's like just, the chorus of her collabs with men it's not my favorite lol and it's kind of at the bottom in the same way that like whenever taylor collabs with ed sheeran oh. it's most likely going to be my bottom song help and her collabs with other men are higher up as you'll see so it i needed one at the bottom so my second to last bottom ranking is awkward make it awkward okay oh wait real quick just to make sure we both have you have 44 songs right Wait, it doesn't... I have to count because it doesn't tell me. (laughs) Why doesn't it tell you? It doesn't say at the top. It's two hours and 17 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what it told me. Yeah. So mine is awkward. Again, I think it's a good song. You made it awkward. Like, yeah, exactly. So real. So real, queen. But among the others, it's at the bottom, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Mine is, uh, my second to bottom is Miles. 
Interesting. Yeah, I thought Miles was sort of way lower, and then I kept, and then I would kept on listening to it and being like, no, I th- I, th- I kept on moving it up as I was trying to compare. Oh, okay. I was, you know, when you do the, it was a more convoluted. What are they with the basketball teams? What's that March Madness? A more convoluted like mm-hmm. situation yeah, of like yeah. comparing each song with another song. So it kept them kind of moving up. But yeah, no, my third to last is Blind. Interesting. My third to last is Pretty Little Birds. Okay, right. My fourth to last is Smoking on My Ex Pack. Mine is Normal Girl. <gasps> okay, can I? Can I? Oh. <gasps> okay. okay. Whoa, that I was Hold gagged. Hold on. We have left. We are basically. We are done with the songs that I didn't like. Normal Girl is... We're, normal going up, I pretty much enjoy all of these songs. The reason why it's at the bottom is because I feel like there's a couple of motifs that come up multiple times in Sis's music, which is normal for any artist. And of the songs that I think deal with the motifs that is in Normal Girl, I prefer some of the other ones over this so also okay in my ranking it's also uh, mostly based on sound i haven't really i like i like her pen and the songs that the lyrics really stick out to me i've really gotten into i just haven't spent that much time with her discography so that's possibly why it's towards the bottom but we'll see opinion subject to change Wow. I just, I wasn't expecting that reaction, so I was like, oh, okay. Wow. Normal Girl, I think, is like a cult classic among the weird-ass pretty girls of the world. Yeah, you wouldn't get it. You wouldn't get it. Anyway, so the next okay. song up for me is Low. I'm so... I'm actually now really scared about my ranking. Wow. <laughs> I'm really... Well, okay, what songs do you think are similar thematically to Normal Girl that you prefer? Because the only ones off the top of my head are Special. Yeah. And maybe, like, Supermodel? Like, what other songs? Yeah. Like, so you prefer yeah, those, Yeah, those I two, guess? and both of those are, are or higher. Maybe, maybe even... Well, are there anything uh, anything else? Let me hold on. Let me, because most of these songs, I can when I look at the titles, I can hear most of the chorus, or I can hear a lot of the verses in my mind. You know what I mean? Because I'm because yeah, I have yeah, such yeah. familiarity with it, but I doubt you do. You know what I mean? Just based off of no, I don't. So yeah, it's just of like the I like it. It's it's the sound. I think the there's just production. Like, the other songs, like, Special and Supermodel, I also like the production of those. Interesting. I don't, I honestly don't really like the production of Supermodel or Special that much. Like, I, I didn't really like that. But you know I don't like that type of sound anyways. Yeah. Um, that's not new for me. But, um, yeah, so Low was my one, two, three, four, five, fifth from the bottom. Mine is Conceited. Okay. That's kind of close to mine because, well, my next okay. one is 2 a.m. It's 2 a.m. again. I, li- I really like the outro of that mm-hmm. one. That one's not too far, but my next one is uh, Notice Me. And then my next one is Forgiveless featuring Old Dirty Bastard. 
My next one is Wavy Interlude. Mm. I think, yeah, that one was another one that was, like, heavy on the, do I, in the in the March Madness games. I was like, oh, but I like <laughs> yes. it, but is it better than this? But is it? But- no, that, uh, there's, some of these songs were, like, pillars in terms of, like, what quadrants of the mm. ranking. Okay, of the bottoms, do I like it more or less than this is a bottom switch top hierarchy yeah exactly <laughs> like is it the top of my bottom songs or is it the bottom of my favorite songs like oh, yeah. i have like a couple landmark songs right. i'm like I, like this is the one that i like best of this quadrant and then it like starts like a new ranking set well my next one is conceited my next one is 2 a.m okay and then my next one is i hate you my next one is gojina which I like. This is one of the ones where I was like, I really like this song. Why can't I rank it higher? But then I really like the songs uh, above it. So it just. Ugh, I love Gojina. My next one is Good Days. My next one is SOS. Wow. Interesting. My next one is Percolator. My next one is Too Late. Hmm. My next one is special. My next one is prom. <gasps> no way. Me and Paris love that song. My next song is open arms. My next one is awkward. Right. And then my next one is doves in the wind featuring Kendrick Lamar. My next one is used featuring Don Tolliver. Tal- Olivier. <laughs> mm. Mm, interesting. My next one is Notice Me. My next one is Far. Wow. My next one is Nobody Gets Me. My next one is Tread Carefully. I'm worried because we haven't said the same song in a while. So like... Wow. There are... My next one is the is Wavy Interlude. Okay. My next one is Jody. <gasps> my next I really like that song. One is... Jody is... Oh, my God. Like, Trees in the Wind. Oh, my God. Like, Trees... <laughs> Just got my weed and my pen. Like... Mm-hmm. Anyway... My next one, oh, I said wavy. My next one is Miles. Miles running wild in my head. Ah! Mine is uh, F2F. Wow. Mine is, when I, when, I fir- when I did like a first listen to it, I was like, mm-hmm. I think F2F is one of my favorite songs off, SOL, off of SOS. And my friend was like, of course it is. I was like, my next one is Snooze. My next one is Ghost in the Machine. <gasps> what? My next one is Supermodel. My next one is Forgiveless. My Ukraine. next one is Shirt. Oh, that song was on repeat when it came out during the summer. My God. My next one is Drew Barrymore. What the hell? My next one is SOS. Dude, I love this song. It's like Very the good. beginning of it gets stuck in my head anyway. SOS was one where I, I, well, cause that's the intro song, isn't it? Yeah. It's a pew. Yeah. Arr. 
and i love intro songs but sometimes i have to like sit with myself and be like do i love it because it's a good intro song yeah see that's how i had to actually right i had to like move it around because of that yeah exactly because i think i i almost had sos in the order of the album as a because i just loved the order of the album so much that it I was like, well, it makes sense that really? I, it's ranked this way. I felt like but SLS, then, the album, was not organized as well as Control. Well, con- breaking up Control, t- I had to like... That's... A, okay. Really you, sit with You myself. really had to because, like peel those songs apart yes, from each other because they are yes. intricately related. Yes. Which is why I possibly my ranking... Because I was like, if I don't think about like if i don't move these songs around if i play it and be like okay how am i gonna rank it it is going to be like control so like it is going to just be these two albums like i really had to like play the chorus the song like listen to the production you really have to go verse by verse chorus by chorus track by track and think do i which do i prefer the sound of because it's all so excellent in such different ways but it's also like flows together in this cohesive narrative way and i had to like after i rank in after i was listening i had to like listen to the songs back to back and like yeah that's like okay how do i Mm -hmm. feel and how do i how does it make me feel if i listen to it in the order of the album it's going to feel too natural for me to mm-hmm. have the distinction of I like this song more than this song. I'm not like, it, yeah, it, it, that, that's just not so. Because I, I, I had to listen to it out of order. I had to listen to it in relationship mm-hmm. to the songs I wanted to rank it next to. Like, yeah, it was a whole deal, you know. So it's like that's also why some of these songs are like grouped together. Which like every three is almost like a new thing, like a new marker. So anyways, OK. I already said Drew Barrymore. Then you said. You said Drew Barrymore. I forgot. I said yeah. SOS. Okay, I think the next my next one is Doves in the Wind. Have I said that? I don't think so. Okay, my next Doves one is Love Galore featuring Travis Scott. <gasps> Same. I need. I need. Right. Okay. Same. Wow, we, we finally we have, got one. We, have we got one. We got one. Woo. Right. Okay, slay. And then my next one is Drew Barrymore. My next one is I Hate You. Wow, that's pretty high up. My next one is Gogina. Ooh. My next one is Smoking on My Ex's On My uh, X Pack. Pack. Um yeah, it, or Smoking on My X Pack. Uh interesting. My next one is 20-something. How could it be 20-something all alone in? Oh, my God. This No, when I heard that, I was like, okay. One thing that I will say about SZA's lyrics, first of all, her, her, like her, the lyrics of her songs, I think is, is genius. I think she's so current and she like, she makes the music that so many other girls want to make and it doesn't sound natural but when she does it it like that is so her sound in a way that she's not emulating anyone else and you can hear the forcedness in other artists that yeah. when listening to her i was like this is so refreshing and the other thing about her lyrics is like she says the things that all girls think and feel but don't say on public don't say in public don't put in writing and don't put their name to it and she does 
she puts it out there for us to listen to and i'm like you're so real exactly one of the the realest artist i think right that is out right now why you Anyways, ain't say you was something. getting bored how you ain't say i was falling short how you leave me out so far away and see i love how she because then now you have a song called far far mm-hmm. so far out like you can't recognize me and then in this song pre-sos her which is why i think like people being like oh she hasn't grown at all i'm like well no you can see the narrative arcs of like her own personal confessional moments of her embracing mm-hmm. herself like this even supermodel to conceited or 20 something to far or 20 something to gone girl even because like, there's more tracks on sos than control like there's so many ways you can delineate if you th- if you think of these as like diary entries that are gorgeously constructed in a way that like everyone can relate to it's just like like yeah you literally know, like like weird took us so long to separate I feel it's permanent, like a riptide this time. Way, way, like, and the way that the 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 tune just carries every word is so. It's almost arbitrary what she is saying because mm-hmm. how she is saying it conveys exactly what she means. Mm-hmm. I would love you know how like Variety does like actors on actors, like directors yeah. on directors. I need like Taylor Swift and SZA. I know, right? Just. But, like, as, like, writers, like, I yeah. just want them to talk about, like, how they take their emotions or even, like, in their confessional style of writing, but how they, cho- like, when do they choose to be poetic and when do they, they choose to be funny or real or, yeah. Yeah, like, just how they speak, like. Yeah, the colloquialness like what, or the, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, there's something... Yeah, because I thought so, when Taylor shouted her out on her story and was like, mm-hmm. was like, oh, I love your album. I've been streaming it nonstop. I was like, that's so sweet. Because same, bitch. Like, <laughs> I, I like I feel like they would have an interesting conversation about songwriting. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I watched this video of SZA talking about how she wrote Supermodel. Mm-hmm. And that was so interesting because she was like, I don't play guitar, but... I was just like chilling in the studio and then we were trying we were trying to work through something. We we went out back and we like smoked a joint and then we came back in and then the guy she was working with, like the producer, was like, Here, just play the guitar like just or no, it was either her who didn't play the guitar or someone that she was with who mm-hmm. didn't play the guitar. And he was just like strumming some like random chords. So the be- at the beginning of Supermodel was like do 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 like and that's the opening track of the album. Like mm-hmm. And that how that repeats itself o- across the whole first song. That's just like some guy, like who doesn't play the guitar, just strumming the same like few chords over and over again. And then her, mm-hmm. I think, just singing what's on her mind over it, which feels very yeah. similar to like the storytelling behind or like the story behind the storytelling of like All Too Well or whatever. You know, yeah. Like there's something really interesting there about the way that women whose narratives so many women resonate with like kind of are it it has to be confessional like i mean i think in Mm -hmm. even i i I even feel like you know in 20 something in her chorus when she's like how could it be 20 something all alone still like not not a phone in my name ain't got nothing running from love only no fear that's me miss 20 something like it's just so, she's so, 
she's poking fun at herself, but she's also like, it's so tragic and it's like, oh, it's, it's beautiful. But anyway, did you say what yours was after I said 20 something? No. Okay. Because well. we, we, we matched. Yeah. So it's your next song. So my next song is Love Language. My next song is Gone Girl. That's a good song. Wait. Now, okay, I'll say from twi- from 20 something up, right? Cuz for me that song 19. So, mm-hmm. right. We're over halfway. We're, we're now in the we've, top. We've been tier. in the top half. Yeah. Yeah. But see, so, love language when I hear that said patience ain't no virtue with you, mm-hmm. I don't waste plenty of time pacing around hate this coop. Like what and then the chorus exactly. where she's like needing you to talk to me and like and the way that it feels it feels like waves almost talk to me in your love language show me uh, how to connect to you like ah uh, but and I, I but i also feel like as as soon as she gets out of that chorus and she's like then she moves with this rhythm of like bad as I want to be yours I can't get with your program sex and like a slow jam stick around because I want to like the way that this 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 rhythm that is so compelling like it's it, it it's it's great and that's why I was like I love 20 something as a song and I've like I've grown up into my 20 somethings with this song mm-hmm. but I still felt like when I listened to love language it's like that beginning like patience ain't no virtue with you it's like oh gagged you know so that's why I was like fine like I'll, I'll rank it right above it I guess yeah anyway <laughs> and you said that your, your next, next one what what was yours again after 20 something is gone girl. yeah for you is gone girl. right 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 yeah <laughs> mine was tread carefully okay slay mine is nobody gets me mine is used mine is garden say it like that interesting four songs above 20 something yeah well i'm just i'm i'm just looking at the lyrics used now just to refresh memory of like what it sounds like and like what i love about the song and why it's above it that's such a great rhyme talking about my sanities at 6.7 handing out poinsettias to my dead homie mothers praying they feel better might get shit minding my business might get shit showering my vision might as well can't tell if it's even worth it conversation need a prayer do it even work all that's for real it's forever moments stolen taste better i've been riding riding through this whole world right 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 anyway i felt like i was like wow Mm -hmm. okay she's a rapper anyway so my next song is love galore alternate version aka without travis scott (laughs) so then mine is anything wow interesting well my next one is gone girl my next one is Supermodel. Interesting. Yeah, my next one is The Weeknd. That's such a great song. My next one is Love Language. Yeah. Um, my next yeah. one is Too Late. My next one is Percolator. Mm. I believe this is this high because I love the sound of it. I loved lis- just listening mm-hmm. to it. I think Too Late is so high because I really love the way that it sounds. Oh, yeah. Percolator is a fun song in how it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my next song above Too Late for me is F2F. Slide. 
Slide. My next song is Good Days. Mm. My next one is Kill Bill. Uh, see, Kill Bill and no. F2F was really battling it out. I was like, oh, but which one do I like better? Like, they're so good. But ultimately, I was like, I think Kill Bill wins because it's just it just gets me there, you know? Mm-hmm. Kill Bill is really good. My next song is Seek and Destroy. Mm, yeah, that's an excellent one. My next one is... We're, uh, we're getting into real neck and neck territory. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say Good Days and Up, we're getting into real neck and neck real loosey goosey i'd say all the way up until the top three yeah. from from it was real ivy league admissions vibes like it's uh, weird at this point <laughs> it, i'm just naming songs that i love <laughs> at this point yeah my don't, don't split hairs over the right. over the, the rankings, rankings. My next one is ghost in the machine featuring phoebe bridgers there's just something about this song it is very that good. i adore and it was on my is at the top of my on repeat and one of our mutual oomphs was like that is scary that is terrifying that that is a song that you listen to on repeat and i'm like but it's so good because it's uh, like it's it's so much of my experience right it's so much about like how isolating it is to be on the internet and yet like you're still on it i mean i just want to know who has phoebe bridger's like scene kill to get a collab with Taylor and SZA, <laughs> like so close and like at like this point in her career like w- like what is she holding over these like w- what is her riz I like like how is she charming people like what is what is her magic that she's oh. bringing like I mean, but all the congrats. girls love her, I guess. Come on. Everyone no, exactly. To, everyone listened to Motion Sickness and said, let's get this girl in the studio. Like, <laughs> with like, fuck it. Uh, next thing you know, Beyonce featuring Phoebe Bridges. <laughs> like, Lady Gaga featuring Phoebe Bridges. Like, I mean, no, because I, I just, I, I just loved like, everything's disgusting conversation so boring heard about what i hate her i don't agree i did it first i give a fuck i just want to fuck eat sleep love happy can you make me happy can you keep me happy can you distract me from all the disaster can you touch on me and not call me after like can you touch on me and not call me after is like whoa like that that removal of self and detachment of identity when it comes to like you know our modern sexual relationships can you hate on me and mask it with laughter twitter can you lead me to the arc what's the password twitter i need (laughs) i need humanity you're like humanity drowning in vanity craving humanity you're like humanity i need humanity i need everybody want to be beautiful wait we kind of we just talked about that everybody want to be beautiful scared of the unusual scared of giving mutual respect all that you hate it reflect i that internal rhyme was just like wait i'm gagged i'm i'm gagged you know what i mean like i i also thought like robot got future like let's talk about ai robot got more heart than i robot got future i don't robot gets sleep but i don't power down like i'm wide open i'm awake i'm on autopilot i'm out of my want i'm out of my mind and i'm wide open and it, it, at the same time it's like can you distract me from all, all the disaster and and for me in in a lot of ways it's like you are kind of asked like being a ghost in the machine is like you you can, you're you're asking for 
the you in question is still the machine. Like, you're still asking the disaster. Can you distract me from all the disaster? You're still seeing the disaster on the thing that you're trying to distract yourself from it. Like, you're, can you touch, can you get intimacy without requiring intimacy? Can you touch on me and not call me after? Like, can you hate on me? Can, can you hate on, can I get the vitriol that I want to get from these digital interactions and mask it with laughter and get joy from that, right? Like, can you lead me to the ark? Can we get the ark, like Noah's ark, you know, safety from the flood? Like, but what's the password it's 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 a gag in that way it's like well you know how can you how can i get to this safe place in the midst of all of literal disaster and then phoebe's phoebe's verse felt so much more literal in this way uh, in, in like it felt like an insertion in the song that was like it kind of grounded it where the you no longer becomes in a lot of ways, like the you becomes a person because Phoebe Bridgers is always singing to a person. Like there's no, there's never a person, it's either herself or it's like in nothing new, it's obviously like herself, but in no matter what, who she's singing with or what she's singing about, it's the you, the he, the she, it's, it's someone, it's someone literal, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. you said all my friends are on my payroll and you know, like you're not wrong. You're an asshole. Like, I feel like there's just so much. And I, I, I felt like the, her, the outro of her verse of waiting to, waiting to feel clean. Ah! That's so fucking boring was like, that gagged me because I was like, yes, what is what is boring about standing on my own in an airport bar or hotel lobby thinking about myself? Look where that got me like waiting to feel clean like that. It, it's so boring. It's so boring to be disconnected. And then it comes back to though that that chorus. And then there's the outro of like it almost feels like a phone call. It almost feels like a like a pastor doing uh some sort of what's it called again Um, i went to church for like 12 years of my life three times a week what's it called a speech Mm -hmm. at church a sermon sermon? those who have forsaken their humanity they're trying to patch their life with morality i think and then and like and sizza being like i think i might be trying to patch my life with morality and then i i guess the imam because she's muslim uh Mm -hmm. him being like I'm curious. I'm curious. Like that outro is always just like, oof. And then it almost feels like a little like robot bleeping out at the very end. Like, beep, beep. anyway, I just think the song is so brilliant and I I love it a lot and I love how it sounds. And it's like, it's, it's a song that makes me feel like me and like ro- rolling in, in my reality as is the next song on my list. But what is your one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ninth favorite song in your ranking. Oh, my number nine is The Weeknd. Oh, excellent. Now we're really getting into neck and neck territory because I love The Weeknd and we still got a number of songs. So remember when The Weeknd was like a hit song? Like, yeah, listening. Okay. So speaking of, like, SZA has so many hits that if you're online or just in the world, were unavoidable to, to listen to. So, obviously, I had heard verses, choruses, like, these songs 
or her really, really popular ones before. But now that I was listening, being like, okay, I am now listening right. to SZA. Like as a body of work. So, like, mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. Like her hit songs. And and I'm not going to, it could be because, you know, the new fan, the baby to to her music. Like, I'm really attracted to her really popular songs because I'm like, wow, this is <laughs> so mm-hmm. good. But it's also like, when it's good, it's good. Like some mm-hmm. artists' most popular songs are their catchiest, are their mm-hmm. most fun to listen to. Like, and I think her discography has a lot of depth to it. And I think that's what yeah. makes probably listening. I think she, again, not to compare everyone to Taylor, but I also think when you get to a certain level, when you're as talented, comparison is mm-hmm. natural. I think she has the charm that Taylor has in that her music is enjoyable. Like, it's played in grocery stores and you can mm-hmm. listen to it without listening to her lyrics or you can get into it. You can get into the production. You can get mm-hmm. into the lyrics. Like SZA's music has that like dual enjoyability mm-hmm. that Beyonce has, that mm-hmm. Taylor has. Like, you know, like it, it, it has that where The weekend almost reminds me of like Blank Space in mm-hmm. that like Blank Space is mm-hmm. one of Taylor's most commercially successful songs and is probably one of like one of her smartest narratively and Mm -hmm. what she's talking about like i feel like sizza has that with her really popular songs as well where Mm -hmm. it has this outrageous social commercial success and if you listen to it in the context of her career in the context of the album in the context of her life at that point it probably has so many different layers hashtag in defense of sizza hits or whatever not that they need defending but just something that I noticed. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. Because it's very much like, her hits are hits for a fucking reason, you know? Mm-hmm. My man is my man is your man. Her, her it's her man too. Tuesday oh, and Wednesday? Oh. Thursday and Friday? Oh, that was the other thing about SZA's music and about listening to her discography. If I was a SZA man thinking that, like, I had so much game and then I listened to SZA songs like it would make me cry like it would like I would oh. feel so like she destroys male ego I think in her <laughs> songs, so just like really fun to listen to but at the same time obviously. she's so vulnerable to it she's mm-hmm. so vulnerable and she just lets herself be mm-hmm. and I feel like you know that's that's well, I, so yeah. powerful about particularly like the way that SZA does her songwriting and Taylor does their songwriting because I think for a lot of the general, the GA, the general, the (laughs) the gen pop, right? Like people are just like, they're just girls who are writing about their breakups and like the men that don't want them back and like how they hate their ex-boyfriends. But it's like the depth of the expression that's going on here and the way that it resonates is it's there for a fucking reason. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, we are never, ever getting back together. That's a fucking hit. I knew you were trouble when you, when you walked in, like that's a hit. And, and my man is my man is your man. Heard it's her man too. It's because 
that's our that's people's lives okay and mm-hmm. like at the same time they're that's people's lives <laughs> that's motherfuckers yes. lives okay look you're, you're talking about real people when you when you talk <laughs> about these girls songs when you talk about oh they're just talking about boyfriends you're talking about real, real working class people's lives. Be very she said, careful. She said, you're like nine to five on the weekend. You make him lose Love his mind that. every weekend. You take Wednesday, Thursday, then just send him my way. Think I've got it covered. Because that, com- that alongside mm-hmm. broken clocks, like. <gasps> That's my next song. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, see, my okay. next song is mm-hmm. Jody. Okay, real. Okay, okay. Jody is one where I couldn't tell, and if I if I really sit with it, it went. It kept waffling from like number five to like the bottom to number five <laughs> to the bottom. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get a grasp on it. Yeah. Again. Well, see, opinion subject to change. I listen to this song, and I feel so much because it's like stuck, stuck with just weed and no friends, weed in my pen. End of the day, it's just trees in the wind. Like, <gasps> I I think I have tweeted the lyric, the Spotify lyrics version of "stuck mm-hmm. with just weed and no friends, weed in my pen." End of the day, it's just trees in the wind. Maybe seventeen times, like <laughs> over the course of like the past three years, like, <laughs> oh, uh... <laughs> like, I mean, you know, I I, I just felt like. I think that it ha- it also has this magical production that is just so like, oh, I love I love how funny she is, right? I heard that waist training get you a good boyfriend. I am not searching for one though, girl. You too pretty. You could do better, right? Like, could have called mm-hmm. c- called you a cab in the morning, girl. You know you should have called me. Would have rolled it up. Could have smoked it up with you. Hi, hi, hi. Right, like. It's it, she's such a girl's girl in this way, um, in mm-hmm. the way that she expresses herself in her music and the way that people resonate with her music. And Jody is a song that will just always be so close with close to me because of the way that the the way that she expresses like how lonely it is to 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 because I, I, I feel like the title being Jody, there's like the muse of like the best friend or the f- the distant friend, right? Mhm. Where she but at the same time she's still upset over like her romantic situation, but ultimately what's here is like stuck with just weed and no friends, weed and my pen, pen. End of the day, it's just trees in the wind, right? Like day in the wind, day in the wind. Like it's just there's something so beautiful about the the longing and isolation here that I'm just like, oh, she's so real and mother real and like i said my next one is broken clocks oh yes which i think is another hashtag production slay really bumped it yeah yeah no my my next one is broken clocks because broken clocks has does the thing where there's the ticking clocks there's like that rhythm in the background of it but there's also Okay, this part, been about three years since mm-hmm. I dated you. Why are you still talking about me like we're together? I moved on for the better. You moved on to whoever. I was down for whatever and then some. You gonna make me late to work again. Like, it's it's that that is just like, w- mm-hmm. w- whoa. She's spinning. She's spinning. It's that's, bars. That's the part that makes me, that gives me whiplash. Every, every time it comes <laughs> up, I'm like, 
That is, yep. And there it is. And then it's, there it is. I just Here's take it day by day. five million. I just take it day, day by day. Nothing but love for you. Nothing but love for you. Like, she is so messed. Like, I cannot. Anyway. But that's what's so real. Like, Broken Clock's work of genius. Anyway, what is your one, two, three, four, five, six, seven? My seven is Blind. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like I don't really like That's... the chorus to that one. But my next one up is Seek and Destroy. Real. My next one is Low. Yeah, that makes sense for you. There it is. My favorite part of Seek and Destroy is chasing fat ass and fake connections chasing facades in all directions chances are i chances are i've got no direction begging Mm -hmm. my angels for protection like new dick arrives and i erect it begging my angels for protection thanking my stars living reckless when i heard that i was like "Hold hold hold on hold on hold on hold on new dick arrives and i erect it begging my angels for i was like what Oh, and that that part will get stuck in my head. This specific verse mm-hmm. of like, chances are got no direction. Like that will get stuck in my head repeatedly, and then and then of course it'll lead into the do to you, do to you, and then like the whole chorus. It's just like, it's such a fucking earworm, and mm-hmm. it's just so good. Seek and destroy, ec- just excellent. Agreed. My next one is prom. Okay, real. My next one is Snooze. Yeah, I feel like that also makes sense for you. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I just I just pressed play. Yeah. <laughs> See, because Snooze is no. on. It's. Snooze is on is like number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven. It's so it's so twenty-seven. It's like on the lower third for me. So it's like I don't know. I I just think too, totally. But it's not. I can't lose when I'm with yous. How can I snooze and miss this moment? See, I'm just, just like right. Uh-huh. Nobody do buddy like you do. Like, like that that that's so sweet that chorus doesn't really get me you know what i mean like it's not messy okay you know what this is my invisible string and i will take it it Whatever, it, it right. taps in it taps in like right 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 well see like, but this like, is why prom is so hard, high up for me the way that it's lower down for you because i like when it when it's like when those drums when those like light drums open and then it's fearing not mm-hmm. growing up keeping me up at night am i not am i doing enough feel like i'm wasting time and then promise to get a little better as i get older <sighs> like like i feel like control has this people don't give it credit give this credit in this particular way but it is a coming of age album in the way that like mm-hmm. pure heroin or melodrama it, I feel, honestly it's probably like the in-between of like pure heroin and melodrama in terms of coming to terms yeah. with your identity yeah and they collapsed in on homemade dynamite which is funny but like 
because of the way that she described, you know, it's like, I, I just love mm-hmm. how prom opens. I mean, it's called, it's literally called prom. And it's like, fearing not growing up, keeping me up at night. Like, fearing not growing up, keeping me up at night. Am I doing enough? Feel like I'm wasting time. <sighs> oh my God. But also when she's like, please don't take it personal. Like I know you usually do. Don't take it personal. I know you will. Again, the focus on the money part, like right after that part of like, I forget my future never pulled out. Baby, the money will make it easier for me to run and hide out somewhere. Hopping through poppy fields, dodging evil witches. These houses keep dropping everywhere. It's like, now, and then it's, of course, back to promise to get a little better as I get older. And you're so patient and sick of waiting. Promise to do better. And I love promise to get a little better because, you know, prom is like a shortened, mm-hmm. shortened version of that. And it's like, it's almost screeching when, when she escalates to that point at the end. Mm-hmm. And then it, you know, and then it dies. And it's just like, oh, just prom is such a, it's a song that I, I, I adore. But um, what is your one, two, three, four, fifth song? My fifth song is Snooze. We're at number four now. Yeah, okay. Mine, my fourth song is Far. Okay. Real. From previous comments. My fourth song is Love Galore alt version. Yeah. Almost number one. And that is my top uh, Control Deluxe song. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. I mean, see, Far is just so close to me because it's like, it's, it's almost, it's almost aspirational. Done being used, mm-hmm. done playing stupid, done being cool, done being screwed, done playing clueless. Far, like, I don't recognize me. Far, because I let you define me. Far, because I don't trust anybody. But no, Love Galore being up there for you, this, it, it, I feel like your ranking is very indicative of you being a new SZA listener, you know? But well, my, yes. Right. My number three, because my number three, like the, it just, it, when you, like, I feel like it molds and shapes you as well in this way. And it's just like, ugh. Um, but my number three is anything. Oh, real. Wait. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. My number three is, okay. Ugh. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm not even, me on a podcast, I'm not gonna speak, no. Uh, my number three is Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah. This is the thing about anything, okay? Mm-hmm. When I was yes. going through lesbian situationships that could kill 20 grown men, when you're walking from point A to point B, and mm-hmm. there's, you know trees in the wind stuck with just weed and no friends mm-hmm. and then you listen to anything and it's do do mm-hmm. you even know i'm alive do do you even know i i <gasps> it's it's just like <sighs> oh my god like she gets it she gets it like do you even know i'm alive do you even know like maybe or maybe i should pray a little harder or work a little smarter like down for uh, down for the ride down for the ride you could take me anywhere you could take me anywhere i hope you will i hope i hope you will i hope you will and then her ending ending the song on do 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 you even know i'm alive do do you even know i i do you know i'm alive 
do you even know? A lot of people died. I'm just gonna say, a lot of people died. Like, like, and also the opening of the song with, maybe I should kill my inhibition. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll be perfect in a new dimension. Ugh. Maybe I should pray a little harder or work a little smarter this time, baby. I promise I have learned my lesson. Like, like, every, raise your hand, soldiers, sisters, fighters of the wars on, uh, 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 of, the, of the war on our community known as the lesbian situation ship. If you listen to anything <laughs> by SZA and you think, mm-hmm. no, she, she gets it. She gets it. Because it's like, maybe I should kill my inhibition. Maybe I'll be perfect in a new dimension. Do you even know I'm alive? That's cra- like that's crazy. Anyways, my second song is not Kill Bill because we know where that was. My mm-hmm. second song is Normal Girl. Real, which is why my jaw dropped to the floor yeah. when you said it so early on. Because nor- so Normal sorry. Girl, I kept on trying to listen to it back to back to other songs, being like, maybe this song is better, and I kept on being like, no, it's not. It's just not because. Like, I wish I was a normal girl. Like. (laughs) Someone guessed that I was a Scorpio the other day. Mm -hmm. And I was like. That's funny. (laughs) They got the element right. They said, you you look like you listen to SZA and you really resonate with her lyrics. (laughs) And I, I, th- I think we can tell by hour one, minute 58, how the, the accuracy of that. I didn't, and I, I feel like I didn't really counter their assumption of me because I didn't actually tell them my sun sign until they were like, wait, so then what are you then? I was like, I'm a cancer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, I have no Scorpio placements, baby. Like... The, the only reason why people will be like, oh, I think you're, like, cool and sexy in, like, that mysterious Scorpio way <laughs> is because you don't know nothing about me. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Ugh. Anyway, what was, your, what was your number two? You said it was Kill my Bill, My number right? two is... No, no that was your Kill Bill is my number three. Yeah. Number two is Shirt. Wow. See... Yeah. <laughs> But the thing about Normal Girl is now that I'm seeing the first two lyrics of it, I'm hearing it, and it's like, oh, you love the way I pop my top, or how I lose my cool, or how I look at you, say why. Ah! <laughs> love the way I pump my fist, or how I bust my hip for your affection. Trying to be down. Ah! Wish I was the type of girl that you take over to mama. The type of girl I know my daddy he'd be proud of. Be proud of. Be proud of. Like, want to be the type of girl you take home to your mama, the type of girl I know your fellas, they'd be proud of. Like, oh, like, it's just, I think my friend Khadija made, like, a viral TikTok or something like Mm -hmm. that being, like, this song is so real, specifically when you're, like, a black woman and, like, trying to... and dating people and mm-hmm. ex- and try and experiencing the world in that lens and i was like and i was like from the khadija perspective that's real as fuck from the sunny perspective 
as a as an abnormal girl, as an abnormal mm-hmm. not girl, it's just so mm-hmm. important to listen to the song and be like, like, wish I was the type of girl I know my daddy, he'd be proud of. Like, <laughs> this time next year, I'll be living so good. Won't remember your name. I swear. That bridge is crazy. In the context of that song of like, Cause you know, normal girl, like I wish I could be her. There's also like, there's the proverbial her is also someone who exists. And then Mm -hmm. like, when you know, when you're like, you know, next year around this time, I will be living so good. Don't even like, I won't remember your name. I swear. Like, but the part that gets me every time is won't remember no pain. I swear before that you figured out that I was just a normal girl. Because what, what gets me every time is that like, it's like, it's not even that you're so abnormal and you're wanting to reach a status of normality. It's that there's a sense of like, there's something special about you that is lacking. And now you've been discovered as a normal girl. Like you've been Mm -hmm. outed as someone who is just a normal girl who is who's just like every other bitch who and I think like that's what sis is really getting at in this song in the way that she's talking about someone else but also herself but also a better version of herself but also the worst version of herself and it's just like she (laughs) anyway slid what's your top song what's your number one song garden say it like that very good song my top song is special because i when i started listening because obviously you are a huge scissor fan and one of my co-workers who i'm friends with is also a huge scissor fan actually saw her in concert very recently mm-hmm. um at her concert at the end of march and so when I was listening to this, I accidentally listened to it on the first day of my period. And oh, wow. now I'm just a loser. I used to be special, but you made me <laughs> yeah. hate you. Regret that you changed me. I hate that you made me just like you, just like you. Almost had me walk directly into traffic and end it all. And <laughs> listening to this song, it, it got me so bad that I l- almost threw up walking to class listening to the song. And I was like, why um and like the whole i the whole thing like that moment of listening to it and feeling the gut punch of hearing the like that turnaround in the lyric for the very first time got me so bad that i was like well it it has it has to be the top because mm-hmm. I've never been gagged so <laughs> so bad. Like I've never, like I've never, I've never felt exposed in that way before. Uh-huh. I, I I don't know. I feel like there's a there's so much vulnerability in saying that you relate to SZA lyrics that I think that's also why I've been so quiet uh-huh. because the lyrics of hers that do get me. I'm like. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't want to admit that people have have changed or, or affected me this much, or, or have the potential. Like, I think one aspect of Sis's lyrics that always gets me is when she talks 
about not people who have hurt her necessarily but have the potential to hurt her or people that have hurt her that or the character of her song the perspective that she's singing from and not wanting to go back to them or wanting to be stronger or wanting to grow from that but like not having yet like there's something about the constant goal setting in her lyrics Mm -hmm. that is like it's so vulnerable to say that you want to be something else or that you want to do something else that you're working towards something else or someone who has changed you in in such a way someone who made you just like them uh, but but that relationship doesn't exist anymore or you're no longer in contact with like is so crushing I don't know. I like I I have lived it and I also live in fear of it all of the time and that element mm-hmm. of Sis's lyrics is something that to to me is the most personal and or I guess to me re- resonates with me the most is not even necessarily the reality of the relationship but the potential that that person has like w- like when you are vulnerable with someone and when you do have a connection with someone you are in such a vulnerable position because like part of human nature is that relationships are always changing and part of human nature is that relationships will end and so to admit that you like someone or to open yourself up to that to allow yourself to be changed that whole fucking cheesy ass twitter thing of like to be loved is to be changed Mm -hmm. etc etc but it's it's so it's so vulnerable Mm -hmm. and Anyways, that that is the element that resonated with me the most. And so when I listened to the song for the first time um, and heard those lyrics, I was like, fuck. And that's also kind of similar in in the intro to Shirt as well. Kiss me dangerous, been so lost without you all around me, get anxious. Lead me, don't look back, it's all about you. In the dark now, feeling lost, but I like it. Got me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then obviously there's the rest of the song, but just... I think, like, Sizz's lyrics, I mean, I said this earlier in that they can be listened to in so many different ways. I just think some of the vulnerability in how she talks about, I don't know, just her lyrics get me. I I, I do want to defend Kill Bill being number three because it is one of her, it is, like, the most popular song right now. The reason why it's number three for me is not even, or, I mean, as an Aries, do I feel the instinct to kill? Yes, mm-hmm. I do. But the narrative of the song, like, gets me... Every, like, it's... Because, you know, Kill Bill, the movie. But it's, mm-hmm. like, the song is so cinematic that I love listening to it just because I can, like, watch it in my head mm-hmm. that even other songs that are, like, better or worse or whatever, mm-hmm. I just, like, I love... I love listening. And then, of course, at the end when, you know, she admits that she did kill her ex and uh, his new girlfriend. And then rather be in hell than alone. And mm-hmm. the repetition of rather be in jail than alone. Like, mm-hmm. it. it <sighs> wow. I did it all for love. I did it all on no drugs. I did all of this sober. I did all of this sober. I did. This is so. I I can't. This is so euphoria core in my mind. Maybe because I've seen too many edits. 
oh. to this song. But like, I, I feel like the, the the heightened like melodrama of like a ridiculous high school setting that like could not be real in any <laughs> went to Euphoria High School. Went to went to Kill Bill High yeah. School. <laughs> like I mean possibly. Again, my ranking is not that influenced by I like I don't know what TikTok trends these songs have been used for. I don't know what yeah. kind of person is associated to liking one song over the other. I don't know that and I'm also so new to listening to her discography that like admittedly these are new listener favorite songs Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. is why it's like heavy subject to change because like not once these songs wear off on me but once i'm more familiar with her discography Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this whole thing is probably gonna be flipped over Mm -hmm. which is which is uh, that's part of it that's part of the experience of discovering a new artist it's part of the experience of getting into a discography she's also incredibly popular right now so that's like Mm-hmm. what's gonna happen yeah i'm like i def like i know that i like her like i'm i'm not gonna s- stay claim i'm not i'm not gonna claim to be like a scissor girl like <laughs> i like i know who her fans are standing at the back of the line like i'm not gonna be fake about it but like i do really enjoy her and i'm prob i'm like now that i'm more familiar with her music she's definitely gonna be an artist or like this playlist is going to be one where i like start craving to listen to you know where i'm like Mm -hmm. i just need to listen to this artist or i just need to listen to this album like she is now in that craving circulation Mm -hmm. so i'm looking forward to that i think a cool playlist idea that i might make is like taylor scissor songs that like remind me Mm. of each other Mm -hmm. i think that would be really fun yeah i mean at least for me i I make playlists that i like to listen to Mm -hmm. Uh, so it'd be informed by my interpretations but Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. well i i feel like one of the reasons why garden ended up being at my top because my top my number one my number mm-hmm. my number one and then my top five like just kept on rotating but i feel like i ended up landing on garden because mm-hmm. of the way that when it starts off within the first five seconds of the song when we get to need you for the old me need you for my sanity need you to remind me where i come from can you remind me of my gravity? Ground me when I'm tumbling, spiraling, plummeting down to earth. You keep me down to earth. I feel like the lead up to the lead up to the pre-chorus and then the chorus of like, you know it get difficult to open your heart up, hoping I'll never find out that you're anyone else. Cause I love you just the way you are, and I hope you I hope you never find out who I really am because you'll never love me you'll never love me you'll never love me but I believe it I believe you when you say it like that oh do you mean it when you say it like that do you oh do you oh I believe you when you say it like that you must really love me like it's that it's it's that pre-chorus and chorus has just like just a repeated like stabbing of the heart that is already opened up by the first three lyrics of need you need you need you and it's just like oh oh like 
it's brutal and i think my ranking is inaccurate because i hate to be vulnerable publicly because <laughs> i'm like going over the lyrics i'm like yeah when i listened this is probably a top three song for me garden yeah in in production yeah which it is it's uh my number 16 so relatively out of 44 high and when i'm looking at it i'm like hmm yes I just, listen, listeners, know that I love SZA. I don't think I can tell all of you my thoughts. And I like, I, like, there's some, like, vulnerability is something that I listen to and I recognize it inside of myself. And I'm, that's as far as I can say. <laughs> Literally, and that is it. That, that is as far as it goes. I have emotions, and that's most. It's of just what so the hard to, to be a cancer in a world filled with people who aren't cancers. You know what I mean? Like, like. Okay, the number of Pisces that we have in our lives. Yeah, but the, they are too busy. They're too busy la la lying to be worrying about anything else. Like. Mm-hmm. Their heads are in the clouds in like a real way. They're the koi fish in the clouds in the Lavender Haze music video. Yeah. So that's different. I well, okay. I also feel like the her grandma's outro in in Garden where she's like, I don't have to treat you mm-hmm. mean. I just stay out of your way. <laughs> like yeah. Oh my god, it's so you don't have shit to say to me, I ain't got shit to say to you. Granny and uh, I love I love that. And part that's the truth. Comes off. And and step on. And step on. Oh it's so real. Like uh also the the the, the fucking the fucking like wordplay of like you know I'm sensitive about having no booty, having no body, only you, buddy. Can you hold me when nobody's around us? Like and then back to the open your heart up, hope, hoping I'll never find out that you're anyone else because I love you how you are. And I hope you never find out who I really am because you'll never love me. You'll never love me. Like, oh, it's so tragic and brutal. I feel like in a lot of ways, this this song feels like a song. The you is can be like a parent can be like mm. a an ex-lover can be a current lover can of, of course that's sort of the way that people feel uh can be someone that doesn't even exist in your life yet but i feel like no matter what each line has a way that of of feeling so true <laughs> to, to, like when 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 you watch or see or hear something that is just true you sense that it's true like when you see dialogue on television or you read a book that just feels like you're reading a book or you're watching characters on tv saying lines like you can feel that you know but you mm-hmm. can feel truth when it comes through and i think that is something that that is just so present specifically in garden say it like that by SZA it's just so fucking good and every time I listen to it it's just like it 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 makes it brings me to my knees I'm like exactly exactly 
Because you'll never love me. You'll never love me. Anyways. So, it's time to do recommendations. Yes. I can't wait for, like, in a month for my ranking to absolutely not be accurate. But, (laughs) tis the way it goes. Uh, I already, like, it's fine. But I like it. It's such a snapshot. Actually, hold on. I do have a recommendation. Do you have a recommendation, like, ready to go? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My recommendation is a music artist. And Ooh, okay. Well, I don't even know all of her songs like that, but it's it's a situation kind of similar to how Fiona Apple ended up on my top five artists of last year, in which it's like, I don't really know Fiona Apple's discography like that. Girls, please do not come at me. The reality of the situation is that I don't really, I'm not that familiar with it. It's just that the songs that I really love from her, I really love. They really resonate with me. And I think, like, that is the same thing with this artist. And this artist is Shy Girl. She is Mm. a sort of hyper-pop-y... Like, she's sort of like FKA Twigs vibes meets Coco and Claro, Sophie, Kilo Kish. Mm -hmm. It's those vibes. Arca. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like I've heard this artist before, but. So, Shy Girl, the songs I really love from her, the song that's on repeat for me is Coochie, a bedtime story. It's so catchy. I also really like her song Nike. And she released a single that has four songs on it there's playboy i think it's called playboy slash positions is what the single is called but the single has four songs on it so there's playboy positions and there's a bjork remix of whoa i see it from your side which is very like it's very bjork it's very it's very ethereal and then there's her song heaven which is also a solid song and then there's the song poison which is remixed on this single and I was listening to that and it was like I was like wow this is really this is really good but I really love the song Coochie a bedtime story and I really do enjoy Nike and Shy Girl's discography is just something I'm I'm really interested in exploring more of because those are some I mean I think I got exposed to her because of FK Twigs album Capper Songs which a lot of bitches don't like mm-hmm. But I like it because I enjoy pop music, okay? And the girls, a lot of girls don't get that, okay? Everyone needs to watch FKA Twigs' music video, Jealousy, featuring Rima or something. I forgot the male artist's name. Jealousy, the music video. Now, that is a piece of art, okay? Like, that is some... Wow. All her all of the visuals for Capra songs is so incredible. Everyone wants to talk about cellophane, home with you, like Mary Magdalene. Like, okay, we get it. We get it. We get it. You guys have religious trauma. Like <sighs> I understand. Let's focus on the slaying and being a baddie in London. Okay, what happened to that? Because I feel like I feel like this this album, I really enjoy it, okay? And there's a song called Poppy Bones, like Pappy Bones, and it 
on on FKA Twigs album that is has Shy Girl on it as a feature. And so when I was watching all of the visuals for Capra songs, I saw Shy Girl in this in the video for this. And that's sort of how I like knew of her tangentially, but then like mm-hmm. once I sort of started listening to her music and got into some of her songs, I was like, mm. "Oh yeah, her songs kind of sound like Pink Pantheress almost." Is like the vibe. Oh, okay, slay. Like slay. Yeah, I would say that's sort of. It's like a it's like a heightened level of like bedroom pop. And mm-hmm. so yes, I I enjoy her songs. Specifically, my favorite is Coochie, A Bedtime Story. So good. Slay. My recommendation is not related at all to anything else that we've talked about this episode, oh, unfortunately. Well. But I am recommending another stand-up comedy set. I'm so sorry. I'm recommending uh, May Martin Sap, which has just come out recently. It is the directorial debut of Abby Jacobson. And I think it's a pretty solid stand-up set comedically uh may martin has not the same vibe as tignataro but also kind of has that dry awkward she's less dry than tig i don't think there's a stand-up comic as dry as tignataro but may kind of taps into that and i've i've watched may's career over a number of years i think it was around 2018 maybe 2019 when their first half hour special was on netflix which for some reason i can't find anymore but they netflix used to have these series that they would pump out of a mix of comedians half hour sets and may was in it and i remember watching it and thinking that they were one of the funnier comedians in that series Mm. and really enjoying their work watching them on youtube and then i think they had another half hour set that came out on netflix and i was like okay that's even better than the last one and then they got their deal with netflix to make their show feel good which Mm. have i recommended on here or i i don't don't think think i have no why haven't i been using that for a recommendation uh you might not like it but it's a cute it's a cute show gay i think i probably wouldn't like it or you, watch you it. wouldn't but for for the for the audience feel, feel free to watch anyways feel good came out i really enjoyed that not that i think it's a great show but you can just tell that she's trying so hard Aww. that i like it and it's also heavily based on some of the stand-ups or some of the stories that come up i'm like okay i've i've heard this before but it's fun to see you put it on the show and then now this is sap is her first like big special Mm -hmm. and i don't know i feel like it's such a culmination of her career so far i think it's good very bisexual of course god martin bisexual bisexual. butches yeah may is is bisexual non-binary Bisexual non-binary butches. Yeah. They're, they, so. they're real. And directed by Abby Jacobson and May, May's, the, the lore, just the Instagram posts that have come from their collaboration. I'm like, huh, interesting. 
You oh. guys should talk about what it was like working together more. Yeah, you should I'm talk about being you... bisexual. No one mm. wants to hear about that. Sure. If if that's what we think Abby Jacobson is. You know what? That's that's for a thought and an opinion that doesn't need to be vocalized. Oh, she's a futchma lesbian? Flop! That's the leading diagnosis. Flop! The leading flop, diagnosis flop. of international What's more doctors. of a flop? Being a futchma lesbian? Sorry to everyone who's a futchma lesbian. Or being... <laughs> non-binary a non-binary bi butch exactly see that's the thing is that may is as butch as abby needs to be and it's like if if that is the relationship that's happening if if this will lead to the butchification of abby jacobson then i need them to spend more time together bro that would be kind of scary though inshallah no one needs that kind of no Actually, multiple people need it. Actually, it needs to happen. Really? I don't. Yes. Would she even look? Yes. Would she even look normal like that? She because we we I just need her to to try it on just to see what the because she there's so you can feel the repression you can feel the limit and it's like what what do we just take it there once. What if we just take it there once, see how it feels, and if it's bad, it's bad, and then we come back. She should have a reputation era. Like, she just disappears in the public eye for, like, a year, and then when she emerges, it's like, whoa, what happened there? Because, like, with Abby Abby Jacobson, there's just, like, like, her personal gay Listen, I have no investment in this, and I don't really care, but, like, it's... It's just like, okay, first of all, so much of it I learned against my will because so much of it involves her first ex. That's great. Her her first, speaking of lesbian situationships, her first lesbian situationship was so bad that she went on like a three month long road trip and wrote a book in self-isolation. Was it a good book? I think so. She went to school for uh like artistry like she's a drawer at heart um and so the book is a mix of writing and well she wrote broad city like she the first book i'm talking about is carry this book i mean the title the implications of the title alone it's a a graphic novel ish kind of like a banda cine kind of type vibe uh so yeah my recommendation is is uh may martin sap slay bada bing bada boom and that is our episode folks two and a half hours later they don't need to know that um well you know Uh uh-huh we'll see you in our next episode follow us on twitter for some giggles if you want and follow us on instagram so you can like our stories and <laughs> you yes. can support us on Patreon, which you should do if you're listening all the way to the end of the episode. Because we have bonus episodes on there. And yeah, Sunny changed my... Sunny changed Sunny's profile... No. No. Instagram handle to Sunny Box House. Yeah. On Instagram. Mm-hmm. Because it was sunny, her salt box house on the road took, on the road? No, girl. That's a Cormac McCarthy book. Her salt box house on the coast took her mind off St. Louis. 
It's kind of like saying Sunny in St. Louis without lying. Because mm-hmm. Sunny's not in St. Louis. Sunny is Real. in a prison of her own making. A, a box house, one could say. People won't, don't get it. People are like, what happened to Sunny Booknook? I'm sorry. The old tailor can't come to the phone right now. Like, guys, get with we it. Ha- we have to accept change. You know? And I think Sunny Box House is also a reference to this excellent book that I recommended on the podcast, The Very Nice Box by Eve Fleischman mm. and another person, mm-hmm. I think. That that book has a bi femme in it, I think, in this way. That is like mm-hmm. like like a real bi femme in the way that like a butch can be bisexual. There can be femmes that are like yeah. bisexual. Yeah. But uh, you can't say that too loud otherwise people will get the wrong idea. That's what like whenever I see like a hashtag real bisexual, I'm like you're so real. It's so refreshing to see a real bisexual. But you can't. You you well you no. Can't. You can't even see them. They have to cut you. They have you. You hear well, them. You smell them. You like. You sense them in the what like. You have to have mm-hmm. specific. You have to have certain tools, and sensors. It's like a ghost hunter, type of, like sensor thing. You walk into a room mm-hmm. and it like buzzes. It's like that. Real, but for real bisexuals. Anyways. Bye, everyone. It's almost, it's 3 a.m. for Sunny. 3 a.m. and I'm still awake.